WHUPLP Hillsboro. Good evening, my name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities, your foray into the obscure and rarely heard music from 1965 to 1980. And I have a strange amalgam of today, including uh, a selection of records by the Swingin' Blue Jeans. They recorded that song, uh, For Goodness Sake, I've Got the Hippie Hippie Shakes, which a lot of people covered because it was pretty easy to do. It was a crowd pleaser and very energetic. But unfortunately, the Swingin' Blue Jeans kept recording after they did that. So I'm going to play you some of their uh, songs, and they all sound nothing like what you're used to, the Swingin' Blue Jeans sounded like. But uh, it was a kick throwing it together, and I will do that thing. I uh, will have uh, some Denny Green. Denny Green was a member of Sha Na Na, and so far I've discovered that three members of Sha Na Na recorded solo records in the 70s. Uh, all of them were eh, okay. Some of them had my friend Elliot Randall involved in them, which meant that they were of a certain quality, at least, uh, and Danny Green was uh, no exception. Although I don't think that... Um, Elliot Randall played a part in his record, but uh, the Denny Green record is not bad, and it's not what you would expect. It certainly isn't anything like Sha Na Na, and so far we have Denny Green and um, Jackie Jocko and Screamin' Scott Simon, who co-wrote the song uh, Sandy for the movie Grease. I discovered that um, he wrote that song uh, because the producers of the movie needed something to counteract uh, Olivia Newton-John's big ballad um, Hopelessly Devoted to You, which was also wrote, written for the movie, and it did not appear in the musical. And we have some versions of a blues song, Boom, Boom, Out Go the Lights, a few versions of that, including the studio version by Pat Travers, who had a top 10 hit in the United States with his live version of Boom, Boom, Out Go the Lights, which is a pretty energetic, pretty neat take. If you think I suck, call 919-296-1189 and tell me I suck or tell me I'm great. I don't care. Anyway, we're going to open the show with a group that made its beans in the late 60s by recording albums and songs that had nursery rhymes in that. Things like 123 Red Light and uh, Simon Says and um, Indian Giver and things like that. The 1910 Fruit Gum Company. Fruit Gum Company who weren't really, they were a band, they were plucked out of obscurity to record some Cass and its Cats singles, and then vanished without a trace. However, dear listener, they did record an album after all their hits dried up called Hard Ride. And if you see the cover of the album, if you ever get a chance, it's just a bunch of bikers sitting down looking at the camera like they're very, very depressed. And I'm going to play you a couple of a couple of cuts from that album and some surprises later on. So away we go.
American dream. And then we'll ride through mansions of glory and suicide machines.
listening to WHUP. My name is Gilbert Neal and this is D-Sides, Orphans and Oddities. I think that that was the band Bacon Fat from 1970 singing Boom Boom Out Go the Lights. <clears throat> Excuse me. Song originally done by Little Walter and um, written by Stan Lewis and it'll come up later in our show. Before that, Dusty Springfield and her uh, version of the uh, Bacharach David song Anyone Who Ever Had a Heart. There'll be uh, more later. I like her version uh, just as much as the Deanne Warwick. A eh, little better. 
in spots, a little worse in spots, but all in all, very, very good. Before that, Alan Clark. And <laughs> Alan Clark was a singer in the Hollies. He sang all those uh, 60s hits along with Graham Nash. And he quit the band a few times in the 70s, was replaced by a fella, um, I can't remember his name offhand, but I've played the song on my show. Uh, the song was called uh, The Baby, and the singer wasn't from the United States or Canada, so he was alleged to have phonetically sung the lyrics, the English lyrics to the song. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but while Alan Clark was not in the Hollies, he heard a demo for a song by a young songwriter named Bruce Springsteen, and the song was born, was, uh, born to Run. And so Alan Clark did his own version of Born to Run and recorded it and gave it to the record company and said, this is great, you're going to love it. And the record company held on to it for a little while, and while they held on to it, Bruce Springsteen came out with his version of Born to Run in 1975, and the rest is history. So Bruce won with his own song. But uh, Alan Clark's version, aside from the uh, bass guitar mistakes in the third verse and some uh, nutty backing vocals, uh, still pretty good. And the buzz throughout, I think, maybe a product of, um, I don't know, the song not wanting the record coming out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Before that, um, a couple of songs from the 1910 Fruit Gum Company's uh, album Hard Ride, uh, Collection of Thoughts, and before that, uh, Creations of Simon. So weird stuff. And they recorded the album, and that was that. And so the oldies, the oldies circuit for them after that. So um, as happened with so many of those bubblegum groups from the late 60s, very few of them went on to uh, transcend their origins, let's say. A uh, couple of them did, uh, one of which we're going to be playing later on. Uh, had a very strange story, had a very uh, strange, uh, let's say, pedigree. Uh, some of it, I'm, I, I find it very hard to resign myself to the fact that this band existed in the 60s as a different group than the one in the 70s and how different those two groups were, but we'll talk about that later. He said. You need to let 
This is D-Sides Orphans and Oddities, and I am your host, Gilbert Neal, on the mighty WHUPFM.org, or if you're driving around Hillsboro in your car for some reason, 104.7. Well, we started off that set with a whole lot of love. It's a cover song 
of a Led Zeppelin song, which is a cover song of some other blues song, which we haven't gotten to uh, in our show, but it's been three years. Da, da, da. But uh, what you just heard was the disco version of A Whole Lot of Love by a group called Blonde on Blonde. It's like if the Kardashians started uh, singing. Uh, have they started singing? I don't know. But um, the two w- uh, women are, one of the women in um, Blonde on Blonde, there are two models from 1979. One of them was uh, Nina Carter, who went on to marry Rick Wakeman. So neither one of them was putting out good records at that point. At that point. Neither Rick Wakeman or the models. <sighs> After that, uh, cover of the Hippie Hippie Shake by a band famous in the UK, but not so famous here. Uh, the band's name was uh, Mud. And then you heard the band... Uh, the swinging blue jeans when they had changed their name to just the blue jeans and the song Sandfly, which is a B-side of a song we'll be playing later by those very same blue jeans. So, so the swinging blue jeans, they were contemporaries of the Beatles. They were, uh, they started in 57, right around the time that the Beatles did. And they started off in Skiffle just around the time that the Beatles did. Um, washboard, oil drum, just like the Beatles did. Um, I think they had a banjo player just like the Beatles did and, um, struggled and played, uh, the star club in Hamburg, like the Beatles did. They came from Liverpool, um, just like the Beatles did. And they, uh, rode the uh, crest of, well, they rode the zeitgeist of Beatles Liverpool band fame, by releasing a uh, song called Hippie Hippie Shake in December of 1963. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, a song that was originally recorded by a guy named Chan M- Romero in 59. So they covered that song, much like the Beatles covered uh, Twist and Shout by the Isley Brothers, and they took it to number two on the British charts, and that, British charts, and that established them as big rock stars. And for about the next three years... The Swingin' Blue Jeans were kind of peers of, not the Beatles, because they kind of fell off a little bit, but kind of more like uh, Cliff and the Shads or um, uh, the Dave Clark Five, maybe, without the uh, American um, presence. So uh, they released uh, albums and uh, EPs, just like the Beatles did, Hippie Hippie Shake. Um, And... uh, um, went on and on, but then the hits dried up. They lacked label support, let's say. Didn't have very many good originals. Had no personality. And then just slowly sunk, 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 sunk deep, deep, deeper into um, into uh, Trivia Land. Just like, um, oh, the, the 1910 Fruit Gum Company, except for before. So... That inexorable decline from heady fame to um, less heady fame to anonymity to playing that same song over and over again every single night. So that was the Swingin' Blue Jeans. But we're going to play some of their original songs from after they were um, in vogue, if you will, uh, in the early 60s. Uh, don't know why. Well, like I said, I think it was lack of personality, lack of good songs, 
uh, lack of cohesion. There was there were lineup changes. It was hard to identify them, but um, that's a fantastic song. And even the Beatles play that song, um, probably um, at around the same time that the Blue Jeans learned it. So there's that thing that happened. Boom, boom. I'll go to lights. Hey! 
the right Do the hip and shake, shake With all of your might And then you shake
That was weird. Uh, you're listening to WHUP. My name is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. And that was a very strange uh, set. I don't think that anyone's ever played that set in their lives, ever, in music, never. Started off with... Um, um, Boom, boom, out go the lights by the blues band. Or Guido Toffoletti, depending on uh, which version I did program first. You'll hear them both. Let's put it that way. Anyway, after that, um, Chen Romero with the original version of Hippie Hippie Shake. And then after that, a very rare curio from 1976. Uh, in 1976, um, Shanana was uh, still uh, fancying it, fancied itself an artistic concern. In that, yes, they were recording oldies, and yes, they had the choreographed dance steps, and yes, they would appear uh, on. Pretty much any county fair stage that would have them. But they were still doing original music, believe it or not. And I know that it's arcane and I know that it's weird. And I've played everything, almost everything that I've found of their original music on my show. Up to and including the single that was released by Jackie Jocko. And an album recorded with... um, Oh boy, I'm forgetful these days. But anyway, so I can't imagine that they didn't think that these albums, uh, one by Jackie Jocko, one by Screaming Scott Simon, and one by this guy who you just heard, Danny Green, who was in the original version of Sha Na Na, and you can see him in the movie Woodstock with Sha Na Na. He is the black guy the African-American fellow who choreographed all their intricate dance steps and sang the song Tears on My Pillow and also appeared in their syndicated television show. But while that was happening, he recorded a solo album, an eponymous solo album on the Midsong International label, in 1977 produced by Michael Zager Michael Zager is the guy who claims to have discovered Whitney Houston I mean yes we all know how that went but if for a time she could do no wrong in the uh, 80s in the early 80s mid 80s Whitney Houston was from another planet kind of like Mariah Carey, a little later, was like from another planet. She could sing so well. And her pop sense seemed to be perfect. And Whitney Houston was discovered by this guy, Michael Zager, who produced the album from which you just heard a song called The Great Escape, which was written by Denny Green. That's why I played it, because um, he... Um, did a bunch of songs on this, on this album, but he wrote The Great Escape. Not only did he write it, 
But then he went and recorded a dance version of it. I didn't play you the original single. I could have, and I had a program in my show, but I figured, nah. nah. So this album is crazy. Gordon Edwards plays on it. Hugh McCracken plays on it. Um, uh, uh, Andrew Pearson plays on it. Um, but the, the the song that you just hear heard had a very prominent, very good bass line by a guy by the name of Francisco Centeno, who is um, or was, I don't know what he's doing nowadays, but recorded a whole bunch of uh, of, of solo stuff, <sighs> but also recorded with um, Valerie Simpson and um, Ashford and Simpson and Ruth Copeland and Jimmy McGriff and Bette Midler and Harry Belafonte whole bunch of people and he played this the bass solo for lack of a better word on this album so um i don't know how well this album did because i wasn't really paying attention because it seemed to me to be dirty and unclean to consider the fact that the guys in shanana had recorded solo albums that i i I bet that they thought were going to break them in the music scene um and that's and, and and when I first did, did the original um, Shanana stuff, um, I could not imagine a more uncool band than Shanana to play their original music. You know, it wasn't uh, any of their '50s stuff or any of the '60s odes that they were doing, anything like that, or that we had seen on the syndicated TV show, which was wildly successful. I don't think that they could have gone anywhere in those those early days without being recognized for either their their get up or their faces or whatever. But anyway, I played this Denny Green song because I think it's an interesting uh, curio in the 70s. Not badly done by any means, but um, I don't think it sold any kind of like um, uh, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, you know, from uh, Welcome Back Hotter, whose album was or albums are a cut above the television star doing this for a vanity trick or had a whole bunch of money and wanted to have somebody you know write them a bunch of songs like barbie benton or whatever anyway this is uh whup lp hillsborough my name is gilbert neal this is d sides orphans and oddities on a beautiful saturday day
takes a wife and settles down to dream And he thinks it's the end of the line Goodbye to the kind of life we've been used to leading Oh, it's easy to lie but there's no denying He's in love with yesterday He sits and dreams his life away He wants to be a bachelor Hey, Mrs. Housewife, can't you see what's going on? Memories take brighter place in your fella's mind Hey, Mrs. Housewife, won't you let your mind roll on? And never let them say that you've been blind Did you feel that this was the start of a beautiful heart's relationship with him? That is love Would be just like before Growing more and more While you sat around the clover Oh, it's over to you But what can you do If he won't let the secret out I'll tell you what it's all about He wants to be a bachelor Hey, Mrs. Housewife Can't you see what's going on? Memories take brighter place In your fella's mind Hey, Mrs. Housewife Won't you let your mind roll on? Well, do you bring girls? They're really not. 
There's a rare thing <clears throat> that was uh, we started that set with Lonely Town, Lonely City, which was a single released by Denny Green. No, I'm Sean on 1973, a cover of the Bill Withers original. Um, and after that, uh, Dusty Springfield with her version of Close to You, which was recorded in 64, but it wasn't released until 67. So fits in with the purview of the show. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mrs. Housewife, a failed single by the Swingin' Blue Jeans, uh, otherwise known as the Blue Jeans at the point, I think in 1968, 69. And then a really rare, uh, rarely heard version of uh, Back in the USSR by John Fred and his Playboy band, who had a hit in 67 with Judy in Disguise which was a uh, play on um, the Beatles song, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, I guess, maybe, sort of, who knows? Can you come in tonight? Will you come in tonight? Judy in the Skies. That's a crazy, crazy song. And that labeled them sort of a novelty group, so anything that they did after that was was not going to happen. So there is something that happened after that. So there you are. My name is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. Uh, that song, that, that actually that version gives me faith that, faith that someday, if I want to make an entire show based on the White Album and just play songs that other artists recorded um, of every song on the White Album, I could do that. So that's the kind of freedom I enjoy here at WHUP. No kidding. I'm ready to fight. I've been looking for my baby all night. If I get her in my sight, boom, boom, out go the lights. Okay. 
Well 
Go 
You know, that takes me back. That takes me back. I, I know that it reached top 10. Um, it was his biggest hit, and I know that it's just blues, and I'm not a big fan of the blues, but if he were there, the way that that song just jumped out of the speakers when you were you know, driving in your car, it was just amazing. These two guitar players just just tearing it up. And not, not, not only that, but you had Tommy Aldridge, who was about to change the world of metal and, and, and hard rock. Um, to begin with, he had already started his career with Black Oak, Arkansas. He was going to go on and play with Ozzy Osbourne and White Snake and Ted Nugent. But um, amazing double bass stuff. And I, I play that because I'm just, I'm just so fond of it. I just, one of my guilty pleasures is that version of uh, Boom Boom Out Go the Lights by the Pat Travers Band. And um, before that, the studio version, which almost never gets played, the studio version of uh, Pat Travers Band playing Boom Boom Out Go the Lights, much less crazy, much more just standard blues. Before that, Part of My Past by a band known as Simon Dupree and the Big Sound. Pretty big in England, not so big here, um, but I'll get to that in a second. And before that, a song called See the Little People by a guy named Mike Dabo. Who is Mike Dabo? He was one of the singers in Manfred Mann. He sang the song um, The Mighty Quinn. Uh, so if you hear The Mighty Quinn, that's Mike Dabo singing. Um, before that, Boom Boom Out Go the Lights by the Blues Band. But um, Mike Dabo's daughter, her name is Olivia Dabo. Who is Olivia Dabo? She played the part of, um, what's her name? She was the villain in um, um, that Vincent D'Onofrio show. What is it? Um, Criminal Intent. Yes. Um she was the uh, British girl who was the villain. She's not really British, I don't think. Well, she might be British. I don't know. But she played the part of the villain, Bobby's nemesis. And that's Mike Dabo's daughter. Oh, my name is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. And we're winding it down with um, some... <laughs> oh, this is... Wait, 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 wait. This is a version of uh, Boom Boom Out Go the Lights for, in a different language. It's pretty funny. Thank you, thank you. I know, I know. I, I do a lot of work. I know it pays the bills. Volunteering here at WHUP pills pays the bills. Boom boom, same little smile. Sam Little
Transvaal.
That was the Philadelphia Flyers, not the hockey team, but the band. They uh, did surprisingly poorly for a band that was named after the most powerful hockey team of the early 70s. Uh, That was released in 74, the year that the um, Flyers won their first Stanley Cup against my beloved, was it? the Sabres that year? Was it Boston? I think the second year was Buffalo. The first year was Boston? I can't remember. I used to know all the Stanley Cup winners from like 1970 to today, but then Detroit started winning and Colorado started winning and New Jersey and I started getting very confused. So I can't remember that anymore. But there was a song called Run and Hide, so if you want to go out and get your boogie shoes on and enjoy with that thing, my name is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. So I think that next week um, I'm going to do my show about um, Simon Dupree uh, because I don't think I have enough time to talk about them. Simon Dupree and the Big Sound were three brothers, Derek, Ray, and Phil Schulman, who wanted to be a blue-eyed soul group, but had a hit in the 60s called Kites. And it was very psychedelic, and it was very um, stereotypical. It was typical of the time. And if you heard it, you'd say, wow, that's really psychedelic. That's I could play it on my show, and I think I might next week maybe. Um, and then they were just frustrated because they, like so many other groups of the time, got pigeonholed. Got told, you do nothing but psychedelic music, so do psychedelic music. And then the, the craze passed, and... Um, they broke up in 69 and then they reformed as Gentle Giant, um, that prog group that I like so darn much. They never made a whole album in my ears, even even um, their best album um, wasn't listenable all the way through, I don't think. And that's, that's the way that a lot of these prog bands used to go, so. Um, next week, I'll be playing a lot more um, of them and telling you the whole story and stuff, including uh, they did a B-side at uh, towards the end of their career. They did a B-side written by Elton John, who toured with them when they toured Denmark. And before that, they lost their keyboard player, so they needed someone to, to play keyboard. So Reginald Dwight filled in. And then later on, he told them that they, he was thinking of changing his name to Elton John. They left. They had a good chuckle. They broke up, and Elton John just ate up the charts for the first half of the 70s, and somewhat, well, a little bit afterwards, 76 or so, was when his, um, his, uh, his, um, he stopped having automatic number ones, every single release. It was crazy. You had to be there. It was, it was nutty. So, anyway, I'm uh, done talking. I think I'm just going to play my show from last week. I don't know. But, you know, this... Uh, Alabama abortion thing is uh, not, I don't think, against women 
even though it is, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's, um, showing disdain for women so much as it's showing disdain for poor people because, um, my mom knew a lot of people in her day who had that done before Roe versus Wade. And as long as she had money, she could find it, she could get it done. And if you were a rich what person, if you were white, they, they happened to be go together in the in the earlier part of the twentieth century, then you could get it done. It was not a problem. Time immemorial, women have been having this question. And it's always been not sort of the color of your skin, but moreover the color of your wallet. And all this is going to do is punish poor people. That's all it's going to do. Um, oh, Sunday. Yeah, we'll close the show with that. Hey, this is Gilbert Neal, D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities, coming to the close of another Saturday evening with you and me. You know, um, all contributions to WHUP's 
Begathon are tax deductible. We promise not to mine your data. Notify the thought police of your listening habit. Oh, all right. Uh, listening habits or otherwise invade your privacy. I've had a great time and I'd like to um, thank you for listening. Um, hang on a second. A little gassy today. That set started with the free design Daybreaks. Uh, Bruce Dedrick wrote that song. And uh, that was uh, way outside of the show's purview. But I played it because um, Bruce, having wrote that song, I wanted to tell him that he wrote a wonderful song. And I reached him, and he was kind enough to not only record some promos for the show, some, I guess, bumpers you'd call them, but he also sent me uh, a CD of his band, the, ba- the, the, big little, the Little Big Band out of um, Pennsylvania. And uh, it's quite good. He sent me the CD. It's fun. Uh, mostly uh, traditional um, kind of American songbook stuff, but good, all the same. And then Friendly Man from um, the One by One album from 1972, I think. And then uh, closed that set with Adriano Celentano, Prison, Colon, and Serancuso. All right. So, see you next week. Take your knickers off and let's go. <laughs> As you said. Every bit of it. Rev- Revolution take yeah. 20. Uh, Revolution yeah, take 20.
only for people with minds that hate But all I can tell you is, brother, you have to wait
streaming live at whupfm.org and on 104.7 FM WHUPLP Hillsboro. FM. 104.7 FM. These sounds indicate it is time 